walking down the aisle looking for my seat. I've got my boarding pass. Seat 26F, I think. This, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I've got the window seat, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is, is the captain. Welcome aboard. Mm, thank you. Uh, we're taxiing out at the moment to uh, runway 25 right. Yeah, it's one of my favourite runways, actually, that one. Yeah, it's nice. Very well illuminated. And very smooth. Extremely smooth. Las Vegas. Lovely. City that tried to banish night with its countless miles of neon tubing. In fact, the routing tonight is, is quite a southerly one. Yeah, make yourself comfortable. Yeah, the seat goes all the way back. This is first class, you know. Nibbles will be along in a minute. Welcome to wireless nights. Or should I say, wireless flights. You and I are going to take an overnight transatlantic flight together. Oh, yes, we are. And rather than surf the in-flight movie channels, I thought we could eavesdrop on some of the real-life human drama back down on the earth below. The life and death situations taking place right now as the world rotates slowly beneath us. Please pay attention to the safety procedure. Visit with us each there, Lord, this place. Drive from it all the snares of the enemy. May the holy angels dwell with us. His patient's rhythm is not regular. The this gentleman here has got a, a CPAP machine, which is just a respiratory tubing into his neck. Without this machine, this gentleman wouldn't be here with us. The initial cruising height, uh, Preserve us, O Lord, while waking, and guard us while sleeping, that awake we may watch with you, and asleep we may rest in The forecast us. weather for us on route this evening is, uh, generally speaking, quite nice. We've reached our cruising altitude. The cabin lights have been extinguished. The in-flight entertainment system has been enabled. You can let your seat back and relax. Bon voyage. These seats are comfortable, aren't they? Why did I come to sheep? Well... The Lord is my shepherd, I'll not want. He maketh me down to lie. I was eight years away in the Navy. Worked on aircraft. Fleet air arm, I was, you see. If I hadn't have married and had children, I would have stayed the full time in the Navy. I came home from the Navy on the Saturday, and on Sunday I went to the pictures with the wife. On the way home on the bus, I met somebody who I'd been to school with. Well, he said, I'll tell you what, Bill, he said, I want a shepherd bad. Sheep farmers used to, and some of them still do, count their sheep in a curious fashion. Yan, Chan, Tether, Mother, Pip, Azar, Cesar, Akakonta, Dick. I said, well, you know, I'm, you know, I've been in the Navy eight years, I can't be a shepherd just like that. He said, oh, you'll learn. Bill has now been a shepherd for 60 years. Tilly, on the other hand, is still training. You know that we're supposed to share this armrest. This is my first year being employed overnight. Um, but it's a bit scary. I did my first night on Thursday. That you're in charge, that you've got to get everything done up to a certain standard. Tilly will be up all night. You can't tell a sheep that it's only allowed to give birth in daylight. 
not a right long time ago, there was a shepherdess on a moor in Swaledale. Well, a shepherd. I've got two heads right here. But this is proving to be a difficult birth. She's trying to push two out all at once, and me and Tilly have had this before, and they've come out, they have come out dead. Looks like it's going to be a long night. Yeah, I did get upset. Are you playing Tetris? Come on, please stay with me. Pay attention. Up up on swell and steep on bleak yard. Chanter the mother pip, she said. Grow little sheep, come hell, come snow yard. Chanter the mother pip, she counted. I still look after them just the same as I did when I first started. In fact, better. You see, I'm one of them people that just, just love my job. You know, I, do, I, I exactly love my job. I haven't got a boyfriend. I don't generally care. I prefer to be in the lambing shed. Fine warm wool for a gentleman's shoulder blades. Young turn to the mother pip, she said. Tea and coffee will be served shortly. Cruising height uh, is 35,000 feet tonight, and as we burn off fuel and get lighter, then we'll climb off later on. Do you usually talk to people on flights? Ask people about their jobs and stuff like that, what their ambitions are. Lots of kids at my school wanted to be airline pilots. I wanted to go one step further and be an astronaut. As a teenager, I used to, on the weekends, catch the bus and stand there either on the top of the car parks or on the perimeter road at Heathrow with my packet of sandwiches and my airband radio and my flask of tea and I would watch the aeroplanes and particularly the 747. As a, as a young teenager I was watching the 747s coming into land and that's me, that's, that's me now. You sometimes tend to get just a little bit of choppy skies as we cross. I don't know about you but I find it hard to switch off on a plane. I think everybody's a little bit nervous of flying. As I sit there in the dark, keeping an eye on my instruments and how the flight is progressing, I feel quite protective, I suppose, towards the folks in the back, and uh, there's a sense of guardianship. Turbulence. You kind of look to the other passengers and see what they're doing. So, you know, the plane starts shaking around. I'm looking at the guy next to me. He doesn't seem to be too bothered. He's still reading his golfing magazine. So, yeah, this is normal. Seems to be shaking quite a lot though, you know, it seems to be, you know, one of the uh, doors on the overhead lockers just came open. But the stewardess comes and closes it still, you know, people are playing Tetris, can't be that bad. If you see a stewardess walking quite quickly, you think, well, she's trying to keep it together, but, but maybe there is a situation now. Uh, but certainly nothing to get too concerned about. Um, and uh, we'll update you, of course, uh, on the weather for Gatwick. My main man on a plane is Hugh Grant. He's talked about this thing of crying on aeroplanes, on how you, your emotions seem a bit raw um, when you're on a long flight. And you can get into these strange emotional terrains and states. So it's strange that he should talk about that, because for me, he's the master of the in-flight movie. There's something comforting about Hugh's presence and you need that on a plane, you need something that makes you think that everything's all right.
It's like the further away you are physically from all that human drama unfolding below you, the more it affects you. Can you come with me? Um, we're now in the Royal London Hospital in Whitechapel. So we'll just be very careful. Meet Helen. She's a transplant coordinator. That means if a patient dies, she has to deal with organ donation issues. I'll be honest with you, it's not an easy job. Very demanding, very challenging. Does a family say yes? Part of my job role is to organise theatres, to find a timing slot for theatres. They often go into the emergency theatre. Hello Maggie, it's Helen speaking. And it can often go into the very early hours. Hello Maggie, did you get my email? Huge amount of organisation. Lovely. Yes please. That's right. So we have a potential tomorrow. It's very still now, isn't it? Most of the other passengers are asleep. Wanted to be fresh for those important meetings tomorrow, I suppose. But I can't sleep. I never have been able to. It's like there's a low-grade background hum of dread that I just can't ignore. The difficult birth continues as the night draws on. You like to? Do you want to again? I hate, I hate losing them every time. But this one's not lost yet. <laughs> Do you want to Matt? wife used to, you know, I used to bring these half-dead ones round and she used to perform the miracles down here with them. We had them in little boxes, cardboard boxes down here, you know, by the Rayburn, yeah, to get them warm, you see. Over the heather when the weather is cold, yarn, chant to the mother pip she counted. Some of them survive and some of them don't. It's a bit of a heartbreak, but... You, you get hard over the years, you know, and just take it in your, in your stride. Good old little sheep, come death, come dark yarn, John to the mother pip she counted. I've been nursing now since um, 1984. I remember that first person I laid out. 28 years ago, a little old lady, a little old Irish lady, and she died. And I had to help the other nurses. I was a student nurse. I remember her face to this day. It was tragic because she was on her own. I remember feeding her um, porridge the, the previous day and she wanted salt on it. No milk or sugar, but she wanted salt. And I found that really unusual because I never had to give anyone salt on their porridge. Apparently it was very usual. Little Irish lady, very, very thin. But she was alone and she died. And it wasn't expected. And um, I still remember that poor lady to this day. After that, everything just, it was a job that I had to do and I tried to do it as well as I could. Our route this evening is a little bit south of where we might normally expect to go. Uh, the reason for that is that we're taking advantage of some very strong Some people don't enjoy plane travel because there's no sense of actually travelling. It's more like being in a lift for a very long time. You're in one place, the door closes, and when it opens again, you're in another. Every time I use a key, I'm reminded that I live in a fallen world, 
I just wish I lived in one where there were no locks or keys, let alone alarms. And a new character emerges from the darkness. The Vicar of St Edward's, Cambridge. We've done that right. I'm going to switch on um, various of the lights in the church. Compline at Girton College, Cambridge. Another way to deal with the darkness, maybe? It was the very last office or sequence of prayer in the monastic days. It was, it was good night prayers for monks. And it was a kind of liminal service between the day and the night, and between going, it's the last thing you said before you went to sleep. And sleep is a surrender, of course. And a forgetting sleep is a little death, a little letting go. And so they gathered together in one place all those wonderful passages in the Psalms and the Scriptures, which were about that kind of trusting yourself back to the one from whence you came, says, you know, into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Words from the Psalms, but also, of course, words from Jesus on the cross as he breathes himself into God. Also gathered together those senses of the fear of the dark and named them and asked for safety and deliverance. 